Welcome to the Finnovation Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Engelbretson. Today I have with me Keith Armstrong, founder and COO at Abe.ai. Abe is a personal finance bot that enables users to interact with their financial accounts through conversational language. Uh, so with that, Keith, can you give us the backstory on why you created Abe? Yeah, sure. So um, my co-founder and I, Rob, we met at a previous startup in the financial wellness space, and we were uh, incredibly aware on incredibly aware about the, the stress that people have in the workplace related to finances and how they are managing their money. Uh, yeah, and, and we are at uh, the Finnovate conference right now. So there's some noise <laughs> in the background, which is fine. Yeah. So essentially, we knew people were managing money on the job. And so we were excited to build in platforms where people were, were working. And so we decided to uh, experiment launching on Slack which is um, you know, a corporate messaging platform that people are increasingly using in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And we just thought that was a very kind of natural place to, to introduce the concept of uh, you know, financial management. Okay. Because like I said, we knew people were managing the money at work. Okay. Um, you know, and I know if, if you see all these different chatbots, they all have you know, some human names, I think, to, to add some personality around them. So Absolutely. how did you guys come up with Abe? Mm-hmm. Um, we, it just, it was short, snappy. Um, it kind of captured a bit of the ethos of, uh, you know, honest Abe. Let's have an honest conversation about your finances. Uh, Abe Lincoln was, a, you know, known for his extreme empathy, um, and he's also the only president who's on two pieces of currency, uh, being the penny and five dollar bill. There you go. A little bit of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, for those of us who are unfamiliar with kind of the way chatbots work in general, um, just taking a step back, can you explain kind of what they do and then specifically what, what does Abe really do and then how, how does it do it? Yeah, so chatbots uh, it uses messaging and voice to speak with a computer system that simulates you know, uh, a human being. Um, you know, in, in Abe's case, uh, we were interested in allowing people to get fast answers about their finances, a tool to kind of quickly stay updated. So uh, we use, uh, allow the user to ask questions in natural language um, that we then uh, interpret and give an answer back to the individual based on the, what we believe the intent of that question to be. Okay. And how does Abe, I guess, figure out what the answer is, you know, how, how does it know how to respond? Yeah, um, it's, uh, you know, some proprietary um, uh, algorithms that we're working on to pick up on what a person is, is trying to say. Um, we initially started on uh, some of these natural language um, platforms as a service, um, but uh, have since begun building our, our own stuff internally. Okay. Um, and I know, you know, interest in chatbots has really been exploding, I'd say, over the last, you know, year. Um, yeah, that's probably about right. Um, and I think I saw a stat that said Facebook Messenger has like 18,000 bots or something on their platform now. No, no doubt. Um, so why are they so hot right now? I mean, what is it that's attracting people to build, um, to build them? I think there's certainly like the hype factor uh, involved Mm -hmm. and uh, more people go, what is that shiny object and and kind of have a sense of fear of missing out. So I think that's attracting a lot of people. But I think also, you know, broadly speaking, just the experience, right? Um, You cannot deny the the, uh, pervasiveness 
of these messaging platforms and how interwoven they have now become in our lives. You know, you look at the engagement on, on, on things like uh, Facebook and whatnot and just uh, you know, text message in general. Um, I think it makes sense to be and offer products and services where your customers are engaging literally on a, a daily basis. You know, your, your, your financial life and, and need to bank should be where you already are spending you know, your time. Right. So I think there's just an interest in being exactly where your customer is. So what do you think, um, you know, playing devil's advocate here, my, my counter to that is that, um, you know, when you build your product on top of someone else's platform, mm -hmm. that, you know, which we've seen with Facebook with publishers, right? Facebook can then change something or change the platform um, and where you've built stuff, even, even though it's, it's great because the customers are there now, how do you approach... Um, making sure that you're always able to interact with your customers when platforms can change and come and go? Well, in our case, we're very lucky to be cross-platform. Okay. Right, so if, and, and, each, and each platform has its own modality and how you can communicate, you know, specific information to the user. There's a lot of things that Slack is doing differently with respect to buttons that, you know, it's Facebook versus SMS. So as, you know, those components of those platforms shift and move, uh, you know, you can still be omnipresent and across different, you know, channels that the, the person's uh, using. Okay. And I think naturally people will kind of pick pick one that they tend to engage with. But, you know, with us, you can be, you know, you know sitting at your desk inside Slack, you know, and have a quick, you know, financial question taxing your mental bandwidth. And you can, you know, simply use natural language to get an answer about it. Um, and then you can go home and, you know, uh, use a uh, text message to engage uh, and get answers as well. Okay. So I think just being being omnipresent is, 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 a, is a big factor there to kind of mitigate mitigate the risk of being like, bolted onto one one person's platform. Yeah. So give me an idea then, or an example really, of um, you know a use case for a. You, you talk about getting qu asking questions and getting yeah. answers. So give me a give me an example of what that would be. Um, yeah. So I think. Uh, and we are shifting the product to be less of a, you know, a user asking questions to us being more of a, a predictive and guiding force in the person's life. But you know, with what we currently have, um, you know, a lot of what we see is uh, things about historical spending. So what, how much did I spend last month on you know, groceries? Or uh, how much did I earn? Things related to a person's cash flow. Um, but we also do a very simple percentage-based budget for the individual um, based on uh, their historical cash flow and uh, where we think their money's going. And so you can ask things like, you know, what can I afford to spend this weekend? Um, and, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's just a, a small thing that uh, is constantly shifting. But, um, you know, some other things include, you know, what are, what are my credit card bills do? Mm -hmm. um, we actually are very, very interested, and this is, I didn't touch on this when you first asked me, but we were very motivated to help improve a con you know, consumer's financial health. Um, you know, financial stress is a real killer. Um, so educating a person and speaking to uh, whether they've been spending more than they make in a trailing period of time, you know, what is your debt-to-income ratio, how long could you, you survive without an income, things like that. Um, and so we're, you know, we're constantly educating people on the things that they can ask. And, and as I mentioned, we're shifting more to be a very kind of uh, predictive force um, in the person's life. 
Okay, so what tools can you use to help educate those um, consumers? You know, I think there's a, a portion of people who know that they need help and they'll go out seeking it. Um, others that you probably have to do a bit of training um, to kind of let them know that maybe they should be making some changes. So what sort of a, whether it's content or, or how do you reach into to their lives and give them some of that advice? So for us, it's giving them a glimpse at their financial future. Okay. Um, so we're able to study a person's historical cash flow, understand their, their financial habits and patterns, and we can tell you what you're going to do with your money. So I understand at a high level, you know, what is your liquid cash holdings? I can see what bills are coming due this week for, and, and if you're making any money. So, you know, net gain and cash there, um, what you're typically spending money on. Um, and so, hey, Travis, you know, based on sort of where you are now and how you're likely to spend your money, this is where you're going to end up. And giving people rules um, around how to spend and manage that, that cash um, is something we're experimenting with to see if we can enact um, lasting behavior change. Okay. So letting, like giving someone a, a glimpse, like you follow these things, this is where your cash balance will be. If you, if you don't, you know, you, you might end up in a, in a worse off spot. Okay. And I know we were talking uh, before we before we hit record on kind of the, you know, uh, B2C versus B2B model. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously there are different companies approaching this market in different way. Um, so as you kind of look at whether it's competitors or other you know, people in this space, um, how do you see those two different channels evolving over time? And, and you know, I guess what do you think is going to be the, uh, the bigger market? Is there a driver from the consumers? Or is it, you know, banks and financial institutions who are trying to find a, another way to engage with customers? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, maybe cop out a little and say perhaps it's, it's too early to tell. I, I, I do think consumers find the experience of messaging and, and the use of voice interesting. But at the end of the day, it, it has to, you know, it's, it's not so much about the conversational technology as a, the efficacy of the product. Like, is this helping me feel better about my finances and my financial my financial health like does this piece of technology and the the channels in which I'm engaging with it uh, change my habits and behavior mm-hmm. I think that's what's really key but um, you know in, in terms of selling the technology to the banks I think the the big value profit argument to be made there is you know listen you need to be where your customers are banking and you know my you know, a trend I'm, you know, predicting and, and have seen BCU lead the way in, it's uh, introducing account aggregation. Um, you know, these banks are trying to support consumers, uh, but you can't do that necessarily when you only have a sliver into, uh, or excuse me, a view of a, a small myopic view into their holistic financial standing. So introducing account aggregation um, and delivering tools that support the, the development of long-term financial health and, and spending decisions and cash flow management and being the best at that, um, you in turn, I would make the argument, have a greater opportunity to becoming that primary institution of engagement, um, which I think is you know, what every, every banking and community uh, bank is trying to, trying to become. Okay. So do you think that's how the market, um, you know, you, you talked earlier about right now there's kind of explosion and, and all these new bots, um, and it, there's a little bit of a hype around it. So as things settle down and, and the ecosystem starts to mature, um, how do you see 
I guess, the, the capabilities and then the usage of, of these sort of platforms evolving over the next, you know, two or three years? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, obviously, you know, moving money through these through these platforms is, is, is one thing. But, um, you know, I wrote a piece on this in VentureBeat about, you know, the psychology of bots, and, and uh, it's called Captology, with computer as persuasive technology. And can these personified products that feel like a human that you can open up and talk with, mm. if you can really get that well in developing a trust uh, to an extent, I think, you know, the user will, will become more uh, likely to use it on, on a day-to-day basis, right? Like, you don't get people, the millennials in particular, walking into banks to talk about their financial hopes, dreams, and concerns. Um, you might be able to do that with, uh, with a chatbot. Um, and understand um, or, or, or at least present a place where someone can spill their financial guts, um, understand where they are financially, where they want to go. Um, and, and, and this is all adding some, some context to the person's you know, but, you know, transactional data, and there's some, some science to be done by that. But I think that's kind of the direction that things can go. It's essentially a financial coach um, in influencing how a person is managing their money. And so, you know, that's what personal banking used to be. You'd walk into a teller, you, you know, that was sort of your, your source of information. You know, with, with as digital banking went from putting paper statements online and then with apps bringing banks into your, the palm of your hand, uh, that, that connection and having someone to talk to about the challenges of money management disappeared. So. I think there's opportunities through chatbots to reintroduce, um, you know, uh, how, how to actually manage money. I think this is, uh, I'll, I'll stop ranting here, but we don't we don't teach good financial habits in schools unless you have a family right. support network who's who's taught you how to manage money. Uh, you perhaps have developed some really bad habits over time, and you, you're certainly not saving enough. Maybe you have a 401k if you're lucky. You know, maybe you're you know, you get a match, but you likely aren't you know, contributing to it enough and you're having some excess spending and you're not, you're just not optimizing your, the use of your cash as, as best as possible. So um, I think there, broadly speaking, I think a chatbot can be a force to um, become a supportive force in helping someone develop better habits that support longer term financial health. Great. That's a, that's a long mouthful rant, but yeah, no, no, I appreciate that. It's a, a good perspective, and hopefully things turn out. And obviously, um, what you're doing is, um, you know, you're working to make that a reality. You know, by building what you're building. So that's awesome. Um, so speaking of what you're building, you guys are based in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, so how how is it kind of growing? Um, you know, and, and scaling a, a technology business, sort of. You know, I think outside the bubble of, of Silicon Valley or, or even New York and, you know, probably what is not, you know, the hottest technology or, or fundraising hub, um, how do you, you know, go about building a business and attracting talent? Yeah. Um, so Orlando's unique in that it's, you know, there are some companies that have had exits and we do have influential figures in the startup space there, um, some that I've been fortunate to, to work with, but, um, you know, or- Orlando has a really strong um, gaming industry. Mm-hmm. 
And that's interesting because of the you know, need for real-time connections, which is something that we're, we're working on in introducing statefulness into to conversation. So there's um, a real wealth of um, uh, engineering talent that understands these, this stuff uh, from a real-time connection perspective. And you know, there is, is talent there, and it's just a matter of uh, you know, getting people excited about what you're doing. I think you know, for us, you know, we, we raise money outside of Orlando, um, but it's, it allows us to you know, just stay very focused on the user and building the product and not getting caught up in, into the, the talking heads of FinTech um, and just keeping very, very focused and a low burn rate, quite frankly. I think it's, it's our advantage. And, uh, you know, I mentioned before we started recording here that Core is a, you know, an, another company that's building conversational technology. Um, you know, they're just down the road as well. So you might make the, the joke and the argument that Orlando is the financial chatbot capital of the world. Yeah, yeah, and maybe you get a few more, um, and it'll, it'll be known for that. Um, so I didn't know that Orlando was uh, such a gaming capital. Why is that? Um, EA Sports is down there. Oh, okay, really? They're based in Orlando? Mm -hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, more trivia. Man, we're <laughs> racking it up. Um, okay, so... Um, kind of wrapping up, what are the future plans um, for AIM? Uh, so for us, as I mentioned, it is being uh, a force in a person's uh, financial life by pre uh, predicting uh, your, your finances. And we've done some really, really interesting work on our existing user base um, and, and studying their, their data to make predictions. Um, and so being more of a force in telling you exactly what you need to be doing with your money and then and doing it for you. And then I won't uh, unveil all of our <laughs> all of our secrets and things oh, that come we're on. working on, but uh, we're more, more interested in, uh, let's just call it self-driving finances. We want to take control of the headache of planning and managing the finances for you. There will always be a sense of control over your money. I, I, you know, I don't think that's going away, but uh, just telling you what to do and then doing it for you. That's, that's, uh, that's the direction we're headed. All right. Well, definitely look forward to uh, learning more and just seeing all that unfold. Um, for others who are interested, how can they learn more about you and about Abe and, and follow you? Um, yeah. Uh, the easiest way is just to go to our website, abe.ai. Um, happy to field emails at keith at abe.ai or on Twitter at abe the bot. Okay. All right. Thanks. Appreciate cool. your time. Thank you, Trev.